Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Potential. That's BetterHelp.com Potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host and fellow mutant ninja turtle chris tour today's episode reviewing the american computer animated superhero film teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem this is directed by jeff rowe who co-wrote the screenplay with seth rogan evan goldberg dan hernandez and benji samit so this is actually the seventh theatrical teenage mutant ninja turtles film and a reboot actually of the series um we had heard tell that seth rogan was going to be uh co-writing um this new iteration of teenage mutant ninja turtles and both being big fans of the series from the 90s live action to the animated cartoon of the time and you know we've seen kind of a slew of not only just video games but animated uh and both theatrical and tv so it was about high time they you know come with a nice reboot but uh very eager to see this the animation looked very different looked unique and uh, quite a voice cast as well. Chris, give us a brief synopsis of TMNT. So the Ninja Turtles here are uh, been sheltered from the human world, um, of course, from their father figure, uh, Splinter, and uh, they decide to kind of branch out a little bit and start to take on acts of heroism. And while doing so, they decide to hunt down this mysterious crime syndicate who's a... Uh, causing havoc across the city uh, and realize that uh, this is an army of mutants very similar to them that are causing all this havoc. So, um, yeah, what was unique about this film from the trailers was, you know, the last attempt at really a, a Ninja Turtle movie was the kind of half live action, half CGI situation we had. Um, which I mean, I, I enjoyed elements of those two films, but you know, they weren't deemed as uh, um, fan favorites, if you will. Um, we've had different animated takes, and then we have, you know, of course, the classic uh, OG live action trilogy 
which I think from a nostalgia factor, some of us enjoy uh, the guys in the rubber suits, uh, but not everyone also enjoys that version. So this is a whole new take on the characters. And the first thing I really gravitated to was the actual choice to have quite young voices be the Ninja Turtles. They actually cast like teenagers to be the Ninja Turtles. And it has always felt like they kind of were young adults and not truly teenagers. Yeah. So I do applaud the effort that these iteration of our four characters do feel like teenagers. They feel like they're. It was, it was definitely uh, I think they, the idea to kind of mm-hmm. draw from those coming of age stories and actually make them actual teenagers, I think was a smart choice to actually not only just kind of tell an origin story, but have a young, you know, cast of characters that, this could grow into quite a series, whether it be continue a theatrical run or even into. Yeah. TV Cause like well. they're, they're teenagers in our modern era. They have cell phones, they have video games. They talk about shows and movies and actors and pop culture stuff from today. And I think it really adds a thing that you can kind of connect with these characters maybe better than in the past where yes, they've, uh, develop these skills of of you know ninja fighting and stealth but they're just teenagers that their ultimate goal is they want to just live a day in the life of the human world they want to go to high school they want to go to prom they just want to you know maybe get a girlfriend they they know that because of how they look and what the human world based on what splinter has told them um could be dangerous that maybe they wouldn't be accepted so this idea of oh we rescued this, you know, one situation. Maybe that's our ticket to being accepted is that if we stop this crime syndicate, we're heroes to the city. Everyone sees us as heroes. Naturally, they're going to be like, we love the Ninja Turtles. We want to hang out with them. And they will, you know, find their place um, among civilization. And I thought that was a nice, simple way to have this kind of first movie Um and, you know, they don't go the route that's been the traditional route with these Ninja Turtle movies. We don't go to Shredder. We have a new villain. Um, we have this, uh, you know, Superfly voiced by Ice Cube um, and his band of mutants. And that's always been kind of thing that's been played with, too, of exactly how the Ninja Turtles were, you know, made. Um, you know, what gave them their mutant powers? How did Splinter go from this rat to like a bigger size rat who learns ninja skills? And all the characters in this film that are mutants, it all kind of stems from this one character, which I will say one of the flaws of the film is we don't get really much time at all with Baxter Stockman, who is uh, voiced by Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Um, and I know that from certain iterations of the of the lore of like the comics and everything is he actually turns into Superfly. Um, they wanted to separate these characters, yeah. I think maybe to simplify the story for a new generation. But it's his, uh, his, uh, you know, potion, if you will, his uh, chemical compound he makes, his ooze, his, which I do love when they're like, uh, we prefer the term ooze, just the ooze, yeah, it rolls off the tongue. That has created all these <laughs> mutants, and so there's also a kind of a side story here of like acceptance and identity of like what, what makes us. Um, you know, we can't change what who our parents were or what makes us, but we can choose our family. We can choose what we do with the gifts we've been given. Um, As you said, Taylor, the unique thing about this film is the animation style. Very 
probably heavily influenced from these Spider-Verse films, um, but it's very much its own thing. It does feel like this kind of like painting in a way. Like it feels like everything is kind of abstract. Like it kind of maybe, I mean, with the mutants and stuff, they, and the turtles, very similar to the mm-hmm. designs we've seen before. But like the humans Picasso are very like weirdly weird. kind of like, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Like, I mean, some of the characters, like, you know, we got April looks more normal, but some of the, like the villains are like, they just have these weird mm-hmm. oblong shaped faces kind of, um, yeah, very like cubist or yeah, very abstract. So it's very, um, interesting choice how they really separated from certain human and villain characters to yeah. the actual mutants. Um, yeah. The more animal ones are a little more easy to kind of, just connect with um even though some of the mutants obviously have their their size differences um you know superfly is very big um obviously we have the classics like rocksteady and bebop in here uh looking more traditional how they would um but yeah even like baxter stockman like right in the beginning of the first couple scenes is um <laughs> the way he's designed is is very kind of different from what we've seen humans look like in a lot of these uh films um and so you, you have to give credit to the creativity element for this. Um, now, a lot of people have talked about it feels more like a comedy than maybe an action-centered, uh, you know, Ninja Turtle-type film. And I kind of find beef with that in that the Ninja Turtles, to me, have always been comedic characters. Yes, they can fight, and yes, yeah. they have these cool skills. But again, they're Ninja Turtles. Like, it's kind of funny to think of. And they're... Yeah. And they're teenage, so they, they're supposed to be very immature, very, very silly. And I think all the other ones we've seen previously with like the original 90s one, they were they're very dark and very gritty. And I think the original comics, they have those, but I feel like you need to start mm-hmm. out a very layer note so that when we have hopefully a series of sequels, they're going to get a little more edgy, a little more darker as the turtles, you know, get older and become more mature. Because this is kind of like, Kind of what Spider-Man Homecoming did yeah. for the character of Spider-Man, I felt like, because we had never seen kind of a more high school, lighthearted kind of story. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a good jumping off point, I feel, in that they they give us the backstory, they give us this version of the lore of how they became the, the Ninja Turtles. We get some of the background of like the secret government organization that's like after the mutants. And, and to what lengths they're willing to go to capture the turtles, uh, setting up a sequel. Um, you know, the director has talked about potentially three films or more, and also looking at a two-season series on Paramount Plus. So the potential is here for quite a, a variety of stories they can do. Um, and of course, you know these these movies because they're so beautifully animated take a long time to make. Um, and it's always ultimately up to the box office uh, reports of how you know well the the, sh- the movie does in comparison to making its money back. Um, I think this film has done okay. Um, again, this is a film that came out in the heavy hitting season we've had with Barbie and Oppenheimer. So um, you know, at this point, I have think it's it's you know made a, a, a okay amount, but nothing compared to like what Spider Verse made, which I mean. That had Spider-Man going for it. You know, Spider-Man is going to make more money than Ninja Turtles, period. But I just wonder how many people have gone out to see this, if it's going to have return power for second viewings. But from what it was, I laughed quite a bit. 
the action that was presented was pretty damn fun to watch. Um, you know, another great thing here is Jackie Chan voices Splinter, and which is which is oh my god, so great. Idea. I mean, he's already done the Karate Kid. You know, it's like might as well give him another kind of guru role to play, and they do include kind of action and choreography that he would do as Splinter. Um, and I was even neat with yeah. this. Um, I guess it's kind of a minor spoiler, if you will. Uh, the way that they learn ninja skills is from watching ninja movies. They watch action movies yeah. from like Japan and China. And so there's even a brief moment where you see a small hint of the real Jackie Chan from one of his older films uh, in this kind of montage of them watching stuff. So, I mean, the voice cast has, you know, a ton of people in it. Um, as we said, you know, Seth Rogen, John Cena, Rocksteady and Bebop. You got Rose Byrne in here. Uh, Paul Rudd, Post Malone. Post yeah. Malone, Hannibal uh, Burris. My it goes Rudolph, on. So I think the potential is there, too, that they can get some big names to come in, even for a small role. Uh, you know, some of these roles don't have a ton of lines, but there was definitely a, oh, yeah, Seth's doing it. I'm I'm in to come in and voice for a few lines. So, But the real standout, again, is these uh, four teenagers. I mean, Micah Abbey, Shimon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, and Brad the uh, Brady Noon, uh, who voiced the four turtles, are the standout. And I loved hearing behind the scenes, there was stuff where they would just put them like in a vocal room together and just give them like a scene, and they would just have them improv and just kind of go off. And I think that's really the heart there between the film is how these brothers do kind of... There's, there's not an adversary between them, but there's definitely, you know, um, they don't always agree with each other, but then when they do become like a true team... Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. So I'm excited to see what they do with this. Um, I'm hoping it has a, a, a bright feature ahead. I think this was a good first villain film, but obviously characters like Shredder and other characters that are more famous villains for the, the Ninja Turtles will be fun to see this version of. Mm. So I'm excited to see what they do. But from the you know the music, the animation, which is so cool, the voice cast, the story... I had a good time with this. I'm going to give Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I'm going to give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10 myself um, for other reasons and more. Um, definitely teases and sets up uh, some good stuff. So we'll see what happens uh, with this film and the future of that. But you can check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And that is in theaters now. And that was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember Know your potential.